Welcome back to the podcast. Again, this is Rowdy, and I've got the same folks with me, so we won't do the introductions again. But I wanted them to have a little bit more macro background as far as, like, your experience. I've done a lot of, like, qualitative analysis, which is the, like, super researchy way of saying what you're trying to do, where you hear a ton of stuff, and then you try to distill it and find a way of doing some sense-making. So I'm curious now to... Now that it's so much closer, right? The event's going to happen April 27th, right? It's really coming. If someone was on the fence about going, what would you say, why should they come? What will they get to experience? And I'm firmly, I firmly believe this to be true, but they might not know this, right? So we'll have to take a second to think about this last one. And that's, they're gonna be better, but they don't expect to be better. How are they gonna change? And how will they walk away different? in a positive way. So I'm going to go back to the first yeah. one, the easy yeah. one. Oh, I didn't get to write that down. I know. That's, <laughs> that's, okay. that's my job. That's <laughs> I got to remember all that stuff. So as far as the day, what can, can they kind of expect when they come to attend Native Nation on the 27th of 28th, 2019 in Steel Indian Park? Uh, they can expect something very different, something a very indigenous space, an indigenous um, created space. You know, as far as the nuts and bolts, it's going to be outside. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be for everyone in the family, multi-generational, grandma down to the little little people, mm-hmm. um, as little as they want to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be a space that um, is very importantly to me, full of shopping. <laughs> we have a marketplace, a native marketplace with all indigenous artists. Mm-hmm. And then there's going to be a lot of indigenous voices that doing what they do. We that we have. We are not in any way controlling, except that it'll be family friendly. People doing fashion shows and performances and uh, perhaps so, ceremony. Yeah, we don't even know yet. Uh, mm-hmm. But we're just have open spaces for people um, to do whatever it is they want to bring and share mm-hmm. as indigenous people on their land. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot. So we don't even know what it's all going to be, which is great. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so you're going to be surprised. Okay. And then when you get to um, the part that we're creating uh, with the indigenous folks of this area, It'll be very uh, a non-traditional uh, space, an immersive experience. Uh, you will have a lot of things happening at once. You'll have choices to make. Um, you'll get to learn a lot of things, but also enjoy and laugh and, and have a good time with a lot of other people. You'll be um, interacting with other people that you don't know necessarily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's gonna be a lot of interaction and you're gonna see a lot of indigenous people because the cast is now what? All, all indigenous except maybe that one maybe, character. Maybe. I think there's one small character that's not indigenous. So it's all indigenous people. Of course, when we had a non-indigenous character in uh, Urban Res, it was played by an indigenous actor. So <laughs> right. yeah. there you go. <laughs> Take that, Hollywood. It was, it was pretty yeah. good, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. suddenly that role got a lot bigger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're gonna see a lot of you're gonna see a lot of fun. You're gonna see a lot of humor. You're gonna see a lot of honesty. Mm-hmm. Um, you're gonna see a lot of maybe conversations that are more complex than you're used to around indigenous issues and indigeneity in a contemporary context. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not going to see history, you're going to see maybe the results of history, but you're not going to see history. I don't think you're going to see any buckskin, legacy, <laughs> anything yeah. like that. You're going to see normal, real people. You're going to see your neighbors, actually, right. up there telling you like what it's like to be them mm-hmm. in, in their own way. 
Okay. And you're going to see them one on one, right in your, you know, face to face. Yeah, have the opportunity to connect. Yeah. Any, the rest of you have a sense of like what they can maybe expect, even from another frame or a different like point of view. Yeah, I mean, I think people, uh, I think people can expect. I, I think people should expect to have their expectations uh, upended a little bit, mm -hmm. like uh, what they imagine. I think if people come in saying what I imagine is not likely to be, mm -hmm. they will be in a better frame of mind than saying I'm coming to experience X and then being, have, you know, having to then struggle with that expectation being upended. Mm -hmm. And uh, we certainly had some very uh, lovely uh, uh, people who, who I think in, 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 in a way were very much like down with the notion of, of a community engaged native show that came to our show and were a little shocked at what it was mm -hmm. uh, and, and struggled with that. Mm -hmm. And I'm fine with people struggling, that's cool. Mm -hmm. But I think if people want to think about expectation, then trying to let go of expectation before you come is probably a good idea. Okay. Yeah. That's good to hear. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna kind of say the same exact thing. Um, that you are not gonna come to a traditional performance. You're not gonna come to a place where you're gonna be shamed for enjoying yourself. Okay. You're gonna you're you're not gonna be comfortable the entire time. Mm -hmm. And you're gonna maybe leave with a feeling of responsibility mm -hmm. that you weren't expecting. So that's good. Y'all like already moved into like what the second question is. So you remember stuff really well. Uh, so <laughs> I knew when you would say this thing, people would be like, Oh no. I might feel guilty. Um, how am I going to be welcome as someone who's been a transgressor and a part of a generations of transgression? There's going to be moments of white fragility where people are like, "Oh my God, you're attacking me!" And I'm like, mm, "We didn't even talk about you, Gary. Sorry." And like, that's not attacking you necessarily, right? So, what are those things that um, that I mean? with the truth of this, like there's gonna be things that are difficult to see, right? So um, as far as like telling these folks ahead of time, like we've heard a lot of the good things, right? Mm -hmm. um, and there's things to know about like what a real experience is like as far as like going into a space and place and that's gonna bring up the uncomfortableness, uh, that it's not gonna, you're not gonna know everything. You're gonna feel like somewhat upset and undone. Why do you think still it might be a benefit to give it a shot? Cause like, you know, looking at it through those lens, people might be like, oh, I don't know, I don't know about this. Like, why should I try this out? So you could talk about it a little bit, but I think they might be able yeah. to speak to this a little bit better than I just say, I talk. I mean, I think, there's, I think there's a couple things that I would say. I think the first thing is, you know, we, we live in a time where a lot's being upended, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of the received ideas of the hegemony are being uh, are, are being uh, scrutinized and are under a very difficult and, uh, for some people, and challenging ch change. That yeah. is uh, a wonderful opportunity for us to figure out how to live better lives uh, and, 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 and treat each other with more respect and kindness mm -hmm. and allow for different experiences in the room. Uh, but I think, I think there are also people who feel really threatened by that. Mm -hmm. And coming to a play like this is really good practice. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's really good practice for like, oh, I can listen to these stories and feel uncomfortable, but I can also laugh. And it's okay for me to laugh. Mm -hmm. And I can move alongside this, and while I'm not necessarily being actively made comfortable and actively welcomed in, I'm also not being actively made uncomfortable. I'm, not, I'm also not being not welcomed. Mm -hmm. And if I just, you know, take it in, I can sort of practice this and suddenly feel like, oh, we're in this room together. And that is something that people across the spectrum are gonna have to get better and better at mm -hmm. as 
uh, a lot of what people thought was okay in terms of how the structure worked, how the, uh, how the uh, patriarchy worked, is being undercut and undermined, mm -hmm. right? That's yeah. just the truth. So right. it's good practice, I think, to go to do a play like, the, uh, come to a play like this, and it's fun, mm -hmm. right? So you're actually having fun while practicing, and mm -hmm. I think that's a good thing. So I would, I would recommend it because of that. I think also, you know, the chance to see people as people and to find points of empathy that aren't, like, I think people are gonna have, expert, when we say the word discomfort and even guilt, people are gonna have assumptions about what they're gonna be uncomfortable and guilty about. Right. And I think what they're gonna learn is like, oh, those things aren't necessarily, I mean, they may be implicit here or something, but they're actually not the things. Right. I might simply be uncomfortable because the problem I thought was simple is complex. Mm -hmm. It might be that simple, but now I see those people. Right. And now the next time I'm, I'm in, you know, political or social space in this town, I can have a more complex opinion about that. I can have a conversation about that. I can actually feel more at ease with these issues. Mm -hmm. I think is is something to be celebrated, and and will be uh, will be a good thing for our audience. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of what you said there that's really helpful is we're in a space of a lot of flux right now. Yep. You know, me too. You know, like Oscar. So what? I mean, there's so many things happening all at the same time, and. You can try to have an experience by watching something on the news on your couch, but it's not the same thing as being there. And especially not the same thing as being there when you're welcomed there, right? Because while you might feel something or feel um, really uncomfortable about something, you still get to be part of an us as you do that. And so it's a way to practice change as it happens with people that are going to love you through it. Right, just because you're willing to show up uh, and stand and be counted and being recognized as willing to go and do some stuff, I think that willingness to put you put yourself outside of what could be comfortable or easy and do something that's a little bit different, to be able to laugh with something, you know, that moment we were like, I'm laughing at this. Is this okay? Yeah. And they're like, Yes, it's okay. It's a joke. We know. We're aware. It's not a surprise to anyone. We're fully aware of this. You just might be laughing at this for the first time, and it's okay. Um, because that's how we've lived through some of that stuff, right? Yeah. It puts them in a position where they can process change in community with people that know they're there for it specifically. What would you maybe add to folks that might be hesitant to go if they were uncomfortable or worried or scared? Or they're like, well, I'm not indigenous. Just remember that it's not about you unless you make it about yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you feel offended, you feel offended for a reason, and you should maybe do a little bit of you know self-delving and think about why you feel offended before you make a big fuss about it, you mm -hmm. know? Um, and usually it comes down to because, yeah, it's just hard to acknowledge our privileges, mm -hmm. you know, and this project has made it um, really important in my life to recognize my own privilege, and I do that a lot, I think, on my own. I try to, at least, but this project especially, you know, I'm a man, I'm straight, mm -hmm. right there. I mean, I grew up in a middle-class family, you know? Mm -hmm. I am Latino in, in America right now, but I also grew up in Los Angeles, where I was the majority. You know? Right. So, it's just, just just go with it. Just go with the flow. I think another reason to come is it's gonna be it's gonna be really fun. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be really fun. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be a, a really it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a performative experience that people are, you're gonna remember because you won't have done many, if any, performance experiences like that. Yeah. Uh, so it will be a really cool, fun experience that will, yeah, will bring up stuff and stuff you to grapple with and think about, but will also just be a cool, vivid experience that will be memorable. Well, I think the other part of that too is a lot of what I'm discussing is cognitive dissonance. And it's just yeah. a thing that happens in your brain, right? Yeah. And it's gonna come up because you think you're awesome in your head, but you make mistakes all the time. 
If you can be confronted with that truth, then you'll become closer to reality. I've, I'm trying to come up with the words for a quote because I feel like it's really good, but I can't find the words exactly. And it's, um, if you're willing to acknowledge your, you could be wrong first, you'll be more often right. Because you're being self-critical first, right? You're looking at what did I do wrong? Or when someone's like, hey, that was really not great. What was not great about that? Maybe there's something was maybe there was something that wasn't great. Like if you're willing to consider it, you can change first. You don't have to have the world change and then force you to change. You can just look at yourself and see, wow, okay, I'm seeing that's not working. I can do something different. So kind of like the last thing I asked you though is a little bit like harder. And it's hard because what I'm asking you to do is describe a post-experience feeling that you have to kind of be there for. Right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, because you've been part of it. If they go, they're going to walk away with some feeling that's really hard to put your, your words around, your spirit around, if you're trying to just talk about it. But in attempting to try to do these things, I think it helps people get a sense of like the big why about why these things matter. Um, why should they go? What is going to be, what are they going to feel? What are they gonna experience? And how is it gonna help them feel like they're part of a bigger whole, especially for people that live in this area? I'd say one thing that um, came up a lot in our discussions with indigenous folks here is activism. You know, mm -hmm. there's this, you've got a really strong activist community in the indigenous community here. And I thought about it a lot and I thought, well, we could, you know, I could write stories about this. Mm -hmm. But to me, it was actually more important to um, make people get involved. So I took those pieces of activism and I put them as activities that people participate in. And so um, as we build them, like, and all this is in flux and going to be built while we do it, yeah. um, so we don't even know yet, but, but there are different issues that people can get in, actually get involved while they're there mm -hmm. and participate and learn. Cause too often people say, oh, I want to get involved, but I don't know what to do. I don't know where to start. I don't yeah. know how to get back. I don't. So we're going to actually give people places mm -hmm. to say, oh, I can learn about this issue and I can figure out how to get involved and what to do. And actually at the event, I can do things that are helpful. Mm -hmm. And that's, um, that's a good feeling, right? <laughs> that's a pretty awesome feeling. And that's something that um, was really important to me to build into this that is very different. We didn't have anything like that in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. um, was that rather than put it in story, I put it in action. So mm -hmm. you will get to walk away having feeling really good about having actually taken some actions and knowing where to put energy in the future maybe work off some white guilt, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Whatever yeah. that is for you, um, you'll get to do that, which is, to me, was really important, a new thing that we put into this piece. Yeah, I think what's nice about getting to do that, too, is you also get to be a part of a we and mm -hmm. an us that, like, some folks never have experienced, mm -hmm. right? Like, privilege is an incredibly lonely space because you don't need help. Yeah. And then that you don't need help, you don't have friends, and you don't have people that understand you, and you don't have people that have your back. What people don't understand is the second you show up for somebody, especially that's not you, you have immediately made community, right? There's people that see you for you. Um, you know you're on a journey. You're not going to be, you're not going to go to Native Nation and walk out woke. I'm sorry, it doesn't work that <laughs> way, right? You'll be more awakened, but uh, you might be on the path, uh, but you'll never hit woke because it's just an idea. Mm -hmm. But they'll have this experience of being in community, uh, people that have their back and see them. Uh, as someone that's really looking out for them, and I think that's a very dramatic experience, too. How about the rest of you? Um, you know, I think uh, 
one thing that I, I certainly hope for people to walk away with, uh, or, or maybe something that will build within them, you know, after the experience, is a, a sense of having experienced someone they, in their minds, likely perceive as other, mm -hmm. and realize that they are in fact not the same, but have, have found real avenues of empathy uh, that allow to, to at least experience some sort of commonality with them in a bigger picture. And I think that's important because it's the first step towards compassion. Mm -hmm. And I'm a lot more interested in compassion than empathy personally. Mm -hmm. I think empathy is uh, something that we, our bodies do, our minds do. But compassion is something that, you know, take, you have to take a step towards a sense of, it's not personal. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we tend to be empathetic to the things we're attracted to. Mm -hmm. And so hopefully, what a play sometimes does, and hopefully I think this, this experience will, is give you avenues to find paths of empathy towards things that you might not immediately be attracted to mm -hmm. because they're other, because you're intimidated by them. And then having experienced that, you know, in life, then starting to see people that you have, you know, that, that remind you that, that have, you know, that you perceive as, as, as part of a community with, with now that you've, you've found some avenues of empathy to start to actually feel compassion, not because of I'm particularly attracted to this community or this person, not because, but because like I recognize their humanness mm -hmm. and recognize that I am in this bigger human community here mm -hmm. and, and can give them a, a, an actual, actual real, uh, real specific respect. And I'm hoping that this play is a step in that direction for some people. Well, the good news is, is like when you do and feel and experience compassion, it just spills over in every other place in your life. Sure. Like if you're a compassionate, you can't be compassionate at one place and then not compassionate somewhere else. Goodness spills over too, right? Uh, and that human connection and that opportunity to experience that keeps you more at peace, uh, makes you more loving for the people that are around you, makes you more grateful for the life you have, right? Totally. Uh, when you can be put in those compassionate spaces, I think you become more of that person I think we'd all like to be. You. Um, you all said it so many, you know, uh, you were elucidating uh, a little thought I had floating around in my head, but mm -hmm. you'll just walk away, I think, once you get over any feelings of unease or guilt and all those negative things, you'll be a little more confident in the way you navigate this world. Mm -hmm. and I'd, also, I'd also like to just point out that a lot of what we're talking about is, um, is how people who are not of the indigenous community will experience, but a great deal of audience will be indigenous. Mm -hmm. And I think we'll also learn things and we'll walk away changed from this Absolutely. experience as well. Uh, but it'll be a very different experience. Mm -hmm. Just like in two different spaces, anybody going would have two very different experiences and walk away from it. I just want to acknowledge that. Absolutely. Because we don't, we're not particularly aiming this towards, towards a non-indigenous audience. Sure. In fact, I think we're eager and hopeful to have an indigenous audience there. And I don't say, just being careful, I say also, a huge, probably majority of people that came to Urban Res didn't, they just had a great time. Yeah. I, I mean, they yeah. learned a lot. They, yeah. I, I think I get a little nervous talking about the discomfort and whatever. So many people just, they came again and again and again because it was mm -hmm. just such a great experience and such a high to be together. Right. And to be, have, you know, filled with compassion and new knowledge and mm -hmm. things to do and ways to participate fun. and yeah. be part of a community. Yeah. You know, it's such a... For a lot of people, I'd say for most people, it was just a really exciting experience, a life-changing experience for yeah. so many people. And that's kind of awesome. You don't get to have a lot of those. Yeah, and it's, uh, I think what's neat about what will happen, because I haven't had an experience of it, right? But I've taken, you know, knowing y'all for like, gosh, it's it's about two years. Wow. About two years, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and I've spent time thinking about the project and everybody's descended from small groups of people that were together. Mm -hmm. Like that's how humanity started. Right? Mm -hmm. 
and sadly we've moved further and further away from that. And I we, when I meet with people that are beyond the, the silly idea of woke, they say um, when the, all indigenous language is dead, that's probably when we're about ready to be done as a species, mm -hmm. right? But you kind of get to connect again, mm -hmm. like with that part of you that's used to being in a smaller group of people, mm -hmm. having that sense of like people that have each other's back, learn why you don't need to know language like sustainability, that circular things are the way things have always happened, mm -hmm. and how you can remember some of that stuff. Because that story's not gone, it's still within us, right? And when we drag out more of what it had to be to live in more tribal society, like you can't, no one goes to jail, you can't put someone to jail. Yeah. Like there's, what was there, like a jail area? You can't <laughs> afford that thing. Who keeps them there? You, you're gonna feed them? Like it doesn't work, right? Uh, and I think there's some things that when it's time to evolve, we need to look at some of those things and practices that kept us alive in those spaces and look at how we can do more of those things. Because there really wasn't police. There wasn't a need for those things. There wasn't like uh, SNAP benefits. Right? Like we just made sure people were fed because like you're right there and I'm starving. <laughs> you know? Like that's the best of us. And so I think when I hear about this, that's what I think about most. Um, so a couple, th is there any like final ideas you all want to share before I kind of go over the major things that are yeah, upcoming? Yeah, please do. So um, what I wanted to let you all know about as soon as possible is on Monday, February 18th at Phoenix Indian School Visitor Center at Steel Indian School Park, um, there is going to be open auditions and a crew call. So from 2 to 5 p.m., uh, it looks like you all are going to be uh, talking with folks, holding auditions for casting members, looking for crew members, stage management, set design, sound, lighting, costume, makeup, production, with no experience necessary. So if you're in this area and you're looking to be part of something like really special and unique, mm -hmm. I would make sure that I looked at that too. Um, it's also, they're gonna, it looks like you're going to do a lunch well, like five to six or something. And then we're gonna have an opportunity for other people to try out from six to 9 p.m. And so Native Nations done in partnership with the ASU Center for Indian Education, Arizona State University, but much more specifically, Arizona ASU Gamage at Arizona State University. Cornerstone uh, is also part of this event. And remember, uh, make sure that you make time to be available on the 27th and 28th. And if you are indigenous and you don't know how to make it to the Salt River Pima, email me and I'll talk to my friends and we'll get you the indigenous handshake into the back door <laughs> yeah. of that event. But overall, um, I'm really excited to hear that this is going to happen. I love the idea that it's going to be happening um, kind of in the same area I used to go to college mm. and seeing what indigeneity will feel like in those spaces. And I have no doubt that this will uh, in some way get represented at every space. I mean. Y'all learned something pretty special, and um, the way you're able to take these stories out for folks and help people see and feel different things, I think is going to be a really positive experience. So um, it's been great, like knowing and seeing y'all through this whole thing, yeah, uh, and I can't wait to go and see the experience for myself. And we're assuming you're coming to auditions, right? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I can do auditions. I'll be honest with you. I really wish I could, but right now, because um, being like being an indigenous faculty member at the space that I am in uh, right now. Uh, I'd have to apply to, to stay in my position, mm. but, but if I apply and I get it, I stay permanently, right? Mm. And mm. so, every yes is a no to something else, which stinks. Mm. And I would like when you mentioned this a long time ago, I had been incredibly interested, but I know it'd be a no to something else, yeah. um, and I have to like have my 
my things there. But at the same point in time, don't think, like, just because it's a no now doesn't mean it's not a yes when you're yeah. in Sioux country. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, uh, know that I think long term and y'all are friends, right? So, yeah. there'll be an opportunity at some point in time, for sure. Thank you, I appreciate Thank it. Uh, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.